afternoon or evening for wherever you may be joining us from today. Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. Amen. What a great Sunday this has been already. Amen. The presence of God's already been here, already ministering. Go ahead and take your seats. Thank you for worshiping God with all of your hearts. Amen. God is good all the time. Thank you to the team for leading us into worship. Continue some thoughts that I had from last Sunday. Um, I'm going to actually probably do this for a couple of weeks now. Um, Of course, next week I will not be speaking, and I've already kind of told you about that. But I'm going to talk a little bit more about the church. Someone say the church. Are you glad you're part of the church? Amen. Are you glad you're a part of the church? Amen. We talked last week, and I'm going to kind of just review a little tiny bit of that before I get into some new stuff today. But um, we are to be a Book of Acts church. Amen? If we're to be God's church, we need to be everything that God declared that Book of Acts church to be. If it happened in the book of Acts, it should be happening in our church today. Do you believe that today? Amen. Praise God. I'm going to read in your hearing a couple of verses. Uh, We read a couple of these last Sunday, but I think it's important to kind of to relaunch into this. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 3. I'm so delighted to have my son Luke home from college Um, He's already been put to work. He's on the stream back there uh, behind the big screen. Uh, We're welcoming him back to Life Church for the summer. He had a great year at college um, at Urshan College in St. Louis area, Missouri. And that's a long ways from home. And we're glad to have him back and uh, a part of us for at least a couple of months. But we're excited what God's doing in his life. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 3 says, So what makes us think that we can escape? If we ignore this great salvation, I'm, I'm thankful today that we have a great salvation. Are you grateful for that today? This book lets us know that God came as a baby in Bethlehem's manger. He robed himself in flesh to be our savior. I'm thankful today that we have this great salvation. It says that we, we, how should we escape if we ignore this great salvation that was first announced by the Lord Jesus himself and then delivered to us by those who heard him speak. It wasn't just Jesus talking about this salvation, but those that heard him speak began proclaiming and telling about this great salvation to everyone they came in contact with. And God confirmed the message by giving signs. Someone say signs wonders, various miracles, and gifts of the Holy Spirit whenever he chose. I'm thankful today that at church, at Life Church, we believe that we should have a church that mirrors the book of Acts church. I'm thankful at Life Church, we have had miracles, signs, and wonders take place. I went through some of those last Sunday in your hearing, what God has already done, and we just told you a couple of them, bonafide miracles, 
that God has done. So in, in review, what, what does this Book of Acts church look like? What, what is a Book of Acts church? Um, on the screen, I believe that a Book of Acts church, an apostolic church, is a church where the power, authority, signs, wonders, and miracles of the Book of Acts church is operational today. I'm telling you, not every church in Burlington believes that. Of all the 60 churches, there's, there's 60 plus churches in Burlington. And there's not a, all the churches in Burlington believing that there should be signs and wonders and miracles. Some of them believe that it was for that day. I, from the word of God, I believe, and we have seen it happen, that those miracles, signs, and wonders, and gifts of the Holy Ghost are for today's church. Praise God. I'm telling you, people need a church that they can come to and have their messed up lives turned upside right. Amen? People need a church when they come with their issues and problems that there's a God that can turn their situation around. And there's a host of people sitting in this room today that God's done it already in your life. And if you're here today with a mess, I'm telling you, you've got friends in this room that God's turned their mess into a message. There's people that have turned their their troubles into a triumph because God is God. And he wants to take the complicated issues that we bring to him. The the messed up sins, I call them the gross sins. The abuses. All the unbelievable past that we bring to God. We've all got a past, obviously. But some of our past are pretty messed up. We can bring our past, we can bring our sin, we can bring our troubles, we can bring our complicated issues into the presence of God. And the Bible says that the blood of Jesus Christ, it cleanses us from all sin. I'm grateful today. He doesn't just take care of the little sins. Amen? Aren't you grateful today that he doesn't just take care of those little sins that, you know, we, we, we kind of push under the rug sometimes? I'm grateful today that his blood is able to wash every sin. It doesn't matter what you've done in this place. It doesn't matter how low you've been in this place. The blood of Jesus is greater. The power of his name is greater. He wants to save because it's a great salvation. Hallelujah. So, so in Burlington today, May 22nd, 2022, this is going to be a church that people can attend that's not going to be like normal church. We've had enough normal church. We've had enough church where people come and people go and we say hi and we say bye and we smile and nothing changes. We need a church where we get together, when we come into the presence of God, we begin to praise his name, and God shows up in the midst, and God does miracles, and God meets people at the point of their need. It can't be just three songs and a sermon and a cup of coffee on the way out. All that's good, but it can't be just that. 
There's got to be a time, there's got to be a moment where God descends by the power of the Holy Ghost and he begins to move up and down the rows of chairs and he begins to minister to you and to you and to you at the point of your need. How many would raise your hands and say, Pastor Steve, God's done it in my life a time or two. There's been a time or two God's shown up and God's met me. There's been a time or two that God, I came into the room and I was the one with the need, but God met me. Hallelujah. We need a church where the power of the Holy Ghost is evident. Hallelujah. Life church must be a church where the authority of God's word is preached. I taught a class this morning upstairs. People can get caught up with a lot of philosophies and a lot of man's wisdom. But it doesn't matter what man thinks. It doesn't matter what philosophy says. It matters what thus saith God's word. If God's word says you can get healed, you can get healed. If God's word says that he can take care of the mess, he can take care of the mess. If God's word says he can redeem us from our past, he can redeem us from our past. I'm thankful today that in spite of what's going on in our culture, in spite of what's going on, the fight that's coming against the church, that's coming against the family, that's coming against our society, it doesn't matter. With the power of God on our side, we can face anything. Amen? Hallelujah. So at Life Church, we must always have a focus that we're going to preach the word that we're going to preach this great salvation and that lives are going to be changed by the power of God. It's not enough to meet together every Sunday and take time to get up and get showered and come, hopefully you get showered, get, get up and get ready for church, brushed your teeth, combed, well, most of you combed your hair. It's not enough to do that and come to church and spend an hour and a half just to do it. It's the long weekend. Now, it is a little nasty outside. It's raining maybe a little. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, yeah, you have to get the kids ready. It's, it's not enough just to do it, to go through the motions. We must have it, that we align with what God says he wants to do in 2022. We must have the power of God. We must be known for the church that if you need a miracle, get to Life Church. If you have a situation and you need God to show up, find that place called Life Church. Because they believe and they proclaim and they see healings and signs and wonders and deliverances and transformations by the power of God. Are you doing okay? I'm trying to just preach the word. Mark chapter 16, verse 17. Many of us know this verse, or these verses, but we don't think it applies to us. It's for those people. Okay, here's what the Bible says. These signs will follow those who believe. Uh, I'm just going to ask a question. Are there any believers in the room today. Do anyone believe? Does anyone believe the word of God? Does anyone believe the truth of God's word? The Bible says, if you're a believer, say, that's me, that there should be signs following the believer. 
Okay? Now, we're not talking about, you know, signs. We're talking about things that take place in your life as a believer. Okay? Here, here, here's the list. In my name, what name are we talking about? The name of Jesus. They will cast out demons. I said, we, we read this last week, and I'm just still kind of a little bit of review, because some of you weren't here, and I want to make sure you're caught up, okay, with where we're at. There's not a lot of demons in North America. I, I, let, me, let me rephrase it. There, there, there's a lot of dressed up, smiling, looking good demons in North America. I've traveled to a lot of third world countries. I've been to the South America, Central America, Asia, Europe. I, I've been around a few places. I've lived in India and Pakistan. I was in West Africa for a period of time. I've seen churches in those regions where demons show up. I'm serious. And I've seen people come in and they, they're, they're, they're like, the demons are real. Has anyone ever seen that? Like, I mean, I'm not talking about on a movie. I'm talking about in real life. You've seen that happen. Okay, I've seen that happen. We don't see that much in North America. The demons in North America are good-looking, smiling. They've had a shower and a haircut, and, you know, they, they, they look really good. But I'm telling you, there are people in North America that are dealing with demons and spirits and powers that they need a believer who has the authority and power of God's word that can lay hands on them and see them delivered from their troubles. That's what the word says. In my name, they will speak with new tongues. Oh, but that was book of Acts. That's only for the book of Acts, Pastor Steve. Who said? It says, these signs will follow those who believe in the book of Acts period only. Is that what it says? These signs will follow those who believe as long as you're a part of the apostles. First century. It says those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. In my name they will speak with new tongues. We believe here that Life Church is a church in Burlington that believe that God wants to fill you with the power of his spirit. And when that happens, you will be filled with the Holy Ghost. And you will speak in new tongues as the spirit gives the utterance. It's what the Bible says. I've traveled the world like I've told you. I'm, I'm not bragging. I'm just saying I've traveled in a lot of places of the world and I have seen people receive the Holy Ghost in Asia, in Africa, in Europe, in Central and South America. I've seen it happen. What God needs is a vessel that's willing and saying, God, I need you. God, I praise you. And God wants to fill a clean vessel you got to repent of sins, and God will fill you. But God can use you as a believer to lay hands on someone, and they will speak with new tongues. Verse 18. This is the part that I, like, take this part out for me, because I don't do snakes, okay? I don't do snakes. They will take up serpents. I'm telling you, there are churches, and I'm telling you, I don't know why they think they, they should do this, but they do the snake thing. We don't do the snake thing. It's not meaning that. It means like Paul was gathering wood, and he was putting wood on the fire, and a snake came out and latched onto his arm. 
And they said, this guy's going to die. He's, he's a prisoner. He's done something terrible. Let's just wait a couple of minutes and he'll be dead. He shook that viper off because the Bible says if we take up snakes, they're not going to hurt us. That's what it means. Don't tempt God. I'm not going to tempt him. And if you tempt him, tempt him at your house. Don't tempt him here. There's no snakes at Life Church. And if they drink any deadly thing, the same thing. If, you, if you're living for God and you're serving God and someone's out to get you, they can try to, and I'm not sure anyone's going to start poisoning you at maybe your husband or your wife. Who, but if they do, the Bible says if you're a believer, you can drink any deadly thing and the sign is it's not going to hurt you. And then they will lay hands on the sick. What's it say? And they shall recover. Now, this is not on me. This is on you and me together. These are the signs that should be following the believer. Are you a believer? Our message should never become the life church because we've got great music, and we do. We've got a good building, and we do. It's not big enough, but we, we like our building. We've got a great kids program. We've got a great youth program. It should never be that. Our message should be this. Wherever you're at, whatever you've done, whatever you need, there's a Jesus that loves you. There's a God in heaven that has answers to your troubles. If you would just like to come to my church, you can meet him, and he wants to transform your life. That needs to be the message. Because we have the power of God's Spirit. And God's Spirit wants to transform your life. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm so glad to be a part of a church that believes this. I'm so glad that I'm talking to a group of people here today. And many people are away this Sunday. Praise God. I hope they have a great vacation. I pray that we will always be a church, that we come into the house of God and there's dynamic worship. I pray we will always be a church where there's powerful prayers being prayed and where God shows up and there's signs and wonders and miracles and demonstration of the Spirit. If we ever get away from that, we're done. That's right, Brother Sheldon, we're finished. We must have that. I'm glad today that we're a part of a growing apostolic church and when I say apostolic, I mean a church like the apostles had. A church like the book of Acts had. I'm so glad today that, that we are a part of an apostolic church. And in growing apostolic churches, there's a couple of things I want you to know. The people, say that's me. The people place high value on the church. Say high value. In a growing Book of Acts Church, the people place high value on the church. I pray today that in your world and in your life, church is not just a Sunday activity. I pray that it's not just some, oh, I got, it's Sunday, I got to do church again. I pray that church in your life, personally, in your family's life, it's something that's very important. 
For, for this church to be all God's called it to be, if this church is the hope of the world, if this church is the best thing that, that the people of Burlington can find, that can have truth and, and the word of God and change lives, we must understand we're going to place high value on the church. For me, for my family, for this community, it's immense value that this church is in this community. The Bible says in Matthew, this is not a scripture for the screen, but it says in 16, it says, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. There's got to be an apostolic church. There's got to be a Bible-believing church because that's a place that the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. Paul wrote... It's an interesting thing. In the book of Revelation, Paul wrote a bunch of letters to a bunch of churches. And to the church at Pergamos, he wrote this in Revelation chapter 2 and 13. He says, I know your works and where you dwell. Now notice where these people dwell. They dwell where Satan's throne is. And you hold fast to my name. And you did not deny my faith. Notice this. This church of Pergamos was located at Satan's throne. You know what God is letting me know through this verse? God is letting me know. Do you know what's going to be good for the city? You know what would be good for Burlington? You know what would be good for a place of any kind of wickedness or the gates of hell? An apostolic, Bible-believing church. At any place of wickedness, the greatest thing that God can give that place is an apostolic church. And we're living in a very wicked day. We're living in a very vile day in our community. But thank God, there's a Burlington Thank God there's a life church in Burlington. Thank God there, there's a church that we might be dwelling in an era that's wicked, that's vile, but there's a church at the gates of hell. Now, I'm not calling Burlington hell. I'm just saying, at a place of wickedness, God's given Burlington, this great church called Life Church, as a gift to this city. You and I must place high value upon the church. We must place high value for our family on the church. Amen. Do you value the church today? Are you thankful for the church in your life today? Let's thank God for life church. Let's thank God for the church that we're a part of. Hallelujah. Now this is where the rubber meets the road. We, we know we must value the church, but, but in a growing book of Acts church, People, say that's me, must realize their importance to the church. Someone say my importance. Not just that the church is important in my life, but I'm important to the church. Because the church is not these walls. The church is not this brick. The church are not these beams and bricks. The church is you, and the church is me. God didn't die to save this building. He, he, the Bible says he bought 
the church with His own blood. He bought you and I. And so, not only is the church important to us, but I I want you to understand today, we must get the fact that I'm important to the church. Notice what it says in Acts chapter 2, verse 42. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. Now I want you to think about the word they. Who's the they? You know this, this is Acts 2. Day of Pentecost. Poured out on the 3,000 people. They were filled with the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. Peter preaches the great message. Repent. Be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This promises to you and to your children, to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God should call. A verse or two later, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. Who's the they? The church. That's the people. When they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, fellowship, and breaking of bread and prayers, fear came upon every soul. There, There was an awe that showed up around the church. And this is where I want you to see. And many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. When did we see the many wonders and signs being done? It's when they, the church, saw their importance and they continued steadfastly believing the apostles' doctrine and they fellowshiped and they broke bread together and they had prayer together. Then that we saw the demonstration. We saw the wonders. We saw the signs being done by the apostles. So what's, how does this apply to me, Pastor Steve? Well, when church members understand that they are important to the church, and they get behind the church and start holding up the hands of the church and getting involved in the church, then the Bible says there were many signs and wonders being done. We're going to see more signs and wonders. We're going to see more demonstration, more supernatural power when the church realizes that it happens when there's unity among the church. We're coming together with one mind and one purpose, and God shows up. We have a lot of people that serve at Life Church. Many people serve even right today. There's people upstairs in our TOTS program. There's people in our kids program. Of course, there were singers and musicians. There were ushers and greeters. There's people that serve every single Sunday here. And many of you that are not serving today, you serve on another Sunday. And it's just like a rotating crew of people in and out of the service. There's our youth team. They're off with our youth. They're serving, making sure that our youth are safe over in Oshawa. I'm telling you, if you serve in any capacity at Life Church, you are important to the revival that God wants to bring to Burlington. It doesn't matter if you're looking after tots in the toddler room or you're looking after youth on a Friday night or if you're cleaning the toilets. That's not very spiritual. But it's important to the church. 
It doesn't matter if you're on the hospitality team making sure the coffee's ready for after the service. If you're on the connections team, the first impressions team, the prayer team, the AV team, the worship team. It doesn't matter what it is. You could be a worshiper in the congregation. We're all important in the kingdom of God. And as we come together, as we do our part for the kingdom of God, God shows up and we see demonstration of power and authority. Some of you here today and you're not upstairs, you're you're in the sanctuary. Praise God, you're not up there every Sunday. But there are people upstairs. But I want to tell the life kids and life taught teachers, every single time you serve upstairs, it's not just apple juice and snacks and crafts for the kids. It's not. You are vitally important to their future. Every time you serve on the upper level on a Sunday, you got to understand that your purpose in this role, you're, you're one Sunday every so often, but over the course of time, you're watching kids who are toddlers become, you know, young elementary, middle school, and then high school, and then they're gone. Guess what? They're being taught the truths of God's Word. You're, you're growing up men and women that are going to be powerfully used of God in His kingdom. You got to understand, it's not just crafts and apple slices. You're getting kids ready for heaven. You're, you're teaching them the truths of God's word. So it's important that we understand that we are important to the church. In fact, say that. Say, I'm important to the future of the church. And when you understand that perspective, and you work towards doing your part in the kingdom, we will see God show up in supernatural ways at Life Church. Amen? Hallelujah. I'm jumping here because I'm realizing I'm, I got more notes than I should have. Okay, I'm jumping. I'm jumping. <laughs> Letting my AV people know that I'm jumping. People understand the importance in an apostolic church. The importance and the power of prayer. Someone say prayer. In Acts 2, the church was born in a prayer meeting. Amen? There was 120 that got together in an upper room and they prayed. And the Bible says that the church was born out of that prayer meeting. And the Bible lets us know in Acts 2.42 that they continued steadfastly in prayer. Prayer is the ultimate thing that would help a church grow. It creates an atmosphere. We have prayer that happens on Sunday morning before the service. I'm telling you, that prayer time is important. Prayer that you do at home, talking about to God about the weekend and what God's going to do in the service, I'm telling you, don't think that's not important. Every time you pray and lift up the service, the preaching, the word, the music, I'm telling you, it's important. It sets an atmosphere for God to show up. There's power in prayer. Prayer is important. Second Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sins, and heal their lands. There's a lot of ifs connected there. If my people, if they'll pray, Call on his name. If they'll humble themselves, if they'll seek his face, if they'll turn from their wicked ways, then. 
It's an if-then statement. Conditions. If the church will pray, if people in the church would understand the power of prayer, we would see God show up and do mighty, miraculous things at Life Church, and God's already doing. I thank God for all the prayer we have. Our prayer team, our prayer leaders are at youth convention this weekend. We have 21 days of prayer and fasting in January. We have all church prayers every six or seven weeks of the year. We have three days of prayer and fasting every quarter. We have prayer walks in the fall. We have prayer chains where we have people praying around the clock 24 hours of the day. And we have 6 a.m. prayer meetings. We haven't done it for two years because of COVID. But guess what? We've got a 6 a.m. prayer meeting coming up on the calendar. Do you see the slide? 6 a.m., June 1st. You say, Pastor Steve, that's early. That's right, that's early. But the sun comes up at like 4.30. So it's going to be good for you to get out of bed early one, one day and come to the church. We'll be here for an hour. On a Wednesday morning, 6 a.m., June the 1st. Someone say June the 1st. I'm telling you, we used to do this back in 2019. We had several of them through the summer. And I was amazed at how many people showed up for 6 a.m. prayer. Why are we doing that, Pastor Steve? Why would you get us out of bed that early to get to the church for 6 a.m.? Because prayer is important. There's power in prayer. When the church gets together and begins to bind together and call on God together, God shows up in our midst. If we're going to be everything God intended for us to be, the church must understand that prayer, prayer, prayer is important. The church must understand, life church must get the fact that we have to be a part of a life of prayer. I'm challenging you, make every effort to be at the 6 a.m. prayer on June 1st. Enough said. I'm almost done. In a growing Book of Acts church, people understand and emphasize the power and presence of God. Are you grateful for his presence today? We as Bible-believing people, we, we know if we've had God touch our lives in any way, how important that one time in his presence can be. Just, just one time can change everything. One moment in his presence. One song that's anointed of God. One, one prayer meeting. Just one service. One time in the altar where God comes down and God begins to minister by the power of his presence. It changes people's lives for eternity. I want you to think about what God's done in your life and how that moment, can you remember that first moment? Can you think back to that first time that you felt the presence and power of God? We can never get away from that. There's, there's no, at Life Church, there's no throwaway services. There's no, okay, this, it's just a long weekend and half the church is. There's, there's no throwaway disposable services at Life Church. Because who knows who's sitting here in the pews today? Who knows the need that God wants to show up and minister to do? Who knows the miracle that God wants to do at Life Church today? 
I'm glad the day that God filled me with his spirit that someone didn't say, oh, that's just a, a regular Sunday. I, I'm, I, I'm just going to, let's just get through that Sunday. I'm, I'm glad the day that God touched my heart and washed my sins away was, oh, you know, that's just, that just, just a regular Sunday. I, I got to get home because the pot roast is cooking. Every single time we get together, every single song we sing, every single time we get in the altar, every single time we get to a prayer meeting, every moment in his presence is important in an apostolic book of Acts church. We don't know. This could be our final one. We don't know. Brother Mark was with his family yesterday on beautiful Hikes Bay, out for a kayak with his wife and three kids. We, we don't know that we've got tomorrow. They didn't know about the storm, and they got caught in that storm. I haven't even heard the, the Mark version. I've just heard a text version from Shauna. Their kayaks were capsized. Waves were hitting over their heads, and they had three kids, seven, five, and three, in the water. How high? The waves were how high? Two, two to three feet waves. I mean, literally, we could be in mourning today. We're not guaranteed another Sunday. This could be someone's, I'm, I'm not predicting this, Jesus, I'm not predicting this. This could be someone's final Sunday. That's how important every single time in his presence is. We never know. Life is just a vapor. We never know how long we've got or how, we don't know. So every single time in his presence, we're not promised tomorrow. We're not promised another Sunday. We're not promised another week. So I must come into the presence of God and I must give God all the praise that I've got. I must give him high praise. Amen. We know he loves our worship. We know he shows up. When we praise him, like I said last Sunday, that means that we must understand that we've got a role to play every single time we get together. And I thank you that entered into worship today. I thank you for giving God great praise. Because as we do, that's when God comes down. It's our worship. It's our part that we do when we begin to lift up the name of Jesus. When we begin to call on the name of Jesus. When we do our part in worship, God loves it and God shows up. And when God shows up, the atmosphere is created and anything can happen. It doesn't matter what the need is. It doesn't matter what the situation is. When God's presence shows up, God can do miracles. I'm done. I hope you haven't thought that I've yelled at you the whole Sunday morning. I, I apologize at some level. We're apostolic, Bible-believing. I believe that if you've got a need here today, God can meet the need. I do. I've seen God do it. All we need is some believers. That's all we need. Because signs follow believers. All we need is some worshipers, because worshipers attract the presence of God. 
All we need is people with needs. Because God meets needs. It doesn't matter what you've got as a situation today. It doesn't matter if it's financial. It doesn't matter if it's physical, if it's a need of healing. It doesn't matter if it's a relationship that's messed up. It doesn't matter if it's an addiction that God needs to break. God is here by the power of the Holy Ghost, and God is able to do it. I was talking to my wife. She was telling me the story of what happened. She preached a ladies' conference in California, and and, uh, we're going to do something here. I'm going to have her come real quick and tell. Should I use this one? What happened? She spoke at a ladies' conference, and um, at the end of the message, she gave everybody a an anointed cloth. Okay, tell the story real quick. This is apostolic, okay? This is what I'm talking about. Who's a believer? Amen. Yes. I'm a you should say, I am. Scream it. I am. Say, that's me. That's me. Look at somebody and say, that's me. That's me. I'm, a that's me. I'm a believer. I'm a believer. So I went to ladies' conference. We had a wonderful time, and um, I gave out prayer cloths at the end for healing of the mind and just healing in general. And um, and so when I got back home, and uh, I got this long inbox and messenger, and I always get a little nervous to open messenger because I mean then I might get hacked, and then I won't have Facebook, and what am I going to do? Because yeah. And so um, I did open it, and it was a long message, and she just began to tell me um, that she had drove to the conference. 86 miles. I don't know what that is in kilometers, but 86 miles. And um, and she said that it was so amazing and how God touched her. And she went home with that prayer cloth and her mother, who she keeps all the time because her mother had a stroke and she can't use any side of her body on the left or the right side. And, um, and therefore she's like bedridden. And um, for a year and a half, she's been bedridden. And so she did get somebody to watch her while she had come to the conference. And she came and she said, I want to let you know a little bit about me. And so she wrote this big thing about her. And then she said, I want to tell you something. When I got home with a prayer cloth, we put the prayer cloth on my mom. And my mom put it on her head and left it on her head morning, noon, and night, morning, noon, and night, morning, noon, and night, morning, noon, and night. And she says, um, she said the doctor came by and, um, and, and she, you know, just bedridden. And she said that... Um, she started feeling better and it was just wild and, and, and just what God had done and that this, um, they lived out in the country. And so the doctors visit people's home back wherever they lived. And, um, so she came by and, and the doctor said, wow, he says, I'm going to leave a little bit different today because you got a clean bill of health. Praise God. And I was like, you know, it's all God. I'm just like, I'm a believer, God. I'm a believer, and I want signs and miracles to follow me because you said your word is that. And so she said, thank you, thank you, thank you. I mean, like there was 20 thank yous. Thank you for coming. But God will always put us at the right place at the right time with the right message and the right people. So she has a clean bill of health. After a year and a half, she just began to lay that on herself and just began to speak over herself. Her daughter would speak over her constantly. And now. She's walking around, healed, and, and but that's our God. It's nothing about us. It's about him that works in us, the goodness of our God that flows in us. So you got it. And go do it. You've got it. It's in you. Thank you for letting me share. Amen. Thank you. Praise God. Let's give God a little praise right now. 
I want you to stand with me. Here's how we're going to end this service. I, I found the scripture prayer clause. You say, that's not even biblical. It is. Acts chapter 19 and verse 12 says this. When handkerchiefs or aprons that had merely touched Paul's skin were placed on sick people. This is apostolic. They would find Paul who's believing and preaching and teaching that God can heal. That They would simply find one of his handkerchiefs. And they would take it and they would lay it on someone who is sick. The Bible says they were healed of their diseases and evil spirits were expelled. We're going to pray for needs in this room today, but before we do that, if you have a situation either at home or a loved one that needs healing or a, whatever in your family, and you know what? My, my wife, my kids might not know this. My son's going to find this out right now. My wife has always put anointed prayer claws under their mattress or their bed. Prayed over it. Prayed over it. And then hid it under his bed. Every single time he went to bed and Grace went to bed at night, they were, pray, they were laying on the prayers of their mother and their father. I'm telling you, this works. This is not magic. This is not, we're not talking hokey, hokey, spooky, whatever, spooky, wookie, whatever. We're not talking any of that stuff. We're talking about Bible apostolic truth. I don't know what situation in your family, in your home, in Nesta, I want you to get one of these today and take it home to your auntie who's also Nesta. She's got cancer. It's not looking good. That's the word this morning. We're going to pray for auntie Nesta. We're going to send this. These have been prayed over. These have been anointed with oil. I can't do anything, but God can do miracles. So the first thing we're going to do, if you have a situation and you want to come and get one of these and and take it home with you and give it to someone or silently or discreetly put it in their stuff. I'm inviting you to come. We're going to pray. They're going to sing. If you need to get one, come and get one real quick. There's, there's three baskets across the altar here. I want you to get one and get, get two if you need two. Get it and take it. Yeah, everybody get one for sure. Maybe max two because we want to make sure everybody gets at least one. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus. I I believe that we're going to hear signs and wonders and miracles being done because of the faith of God's people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. In 
the name of Jesus. Now, if there's anybody that wants prayer today, we've got anointing oil. We can anoint you with oil. You've got a situation. You need a miracle. You need the Holy Ghost. You need God to show up. I'm going to invite you now for you. This is what you're taking is for someone else. I want you to come now. I want you to come. If you've got a situation, people are coming. Come on, that's okay. We're family here. God's going to show up. We're going we're to pray that God would anoint minds, that God would touch, that God would heal bodies, sicknesses, that God would restore, that God would set free, that God would deliver. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a lot of people around this altar. I, I just want as many of you that will, those of you that are part of Life Church, just c- come and join us around this altar. We're going to pray. If you feel to pray with somebody, the Bible does tell us believers can lay hands on the sick, and they that's you. If you feel to pray for somebody, I want you to pray for somebody, and God's going to do it. I believe it today. We're going to sing. I-, I want you to bind together and begin to lift your voices and begin to pray in the name of Jesus. That's right. Begin to pray in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We're believing God right now. We're believing God to fill with His Spirit. We're believing God to answer prayer. We're believing in the power of the Holy Ghost to show up and minister right now to needs in this room. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us today. We pray this message spoke into your life, your heart, or whatever situation you may be going through. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at lifechurch.ca on Instagram. And on Facebook, just search Life Church and you will find our navy blue logo with the letters LC in the middle. Now, before you go, we ask if possible from whatever platform you may be listening to us on, give us a rating or a review or even both. And share this message with someone so that they can be impacted by the gospel of the love of Jesus Christ. We thank you for your support and love you all. Have a wonderful week and God bless.